You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCZ LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. More information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. I can't stop this feeling It's mornings with Lone Star at long last Dick and Skippy on the air Skippy running late today People to do things to see Dick holding down the fort But it's Thursday Thursday already, where'd the week go Dick? Behind us it is behind us, and the weekend is ahead of us. And in downtown Conroe, holy cow, they are setting up for this festival. I am looking forward to this. It is the downtown, is the, what's the full title? The Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival. Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival. They're already blocking off streets. Hold on, I'm going to cough. They are blocking off streets, getting a... Uh, Carnival yeah, they're putting setup? up tents and stuff this year, so it's going to be interesting. Right. Similar to the Conroe Americana Festival. Instead of having an open thing, you just have a tent. I guess people get so hot. Good call. Good call. So. But, uh, yeah, so it's the talk block hour, nitty-gritty. Things to welcome, talk about today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate you uh, being the man here, Dick, while I was out, you know, not here. I wasn't really doing much. I was working. So without you in the morning, it's just not the same. It was a little quiet, I bet. Was your life a little little duller, a little No, I had warm. delicious tacos, so I was oh, completely okay with it. Bite me hard. Yeah, so today's uh, bumper music is, you know, new listeners may or may not know, we uh, change the bumper music every day. And uh, we chose Hooked on a Feeling. Uh, we're, we're really stretching this one. Uh, there was a putt-putt excursion last evening, and Dick's girlfriend apparently became the master or mistress of the hook shot into the water traps at Putt-Putt. I don't know how you can actually sail a ball into the water trap, but she managed to figure it out, so. Yeah, it was fun. We, we tried out that new Putt-Putt over there on 105, off of 105, ran some steakhouse towards Montgomery. So. And I was getting updates, and the, the smack was thrown, and the shade was presented to me that uh, next week I've already challenged Dick and Jake. It's called Longview Putt-Putt. Longview Putt-Putt, and apparently from the photos they were sending me, this is not just your typical, this looks like Malibu Grand Prix, but on steroids. It was just not like a little windmill and that was it. I mean, there's some no. hardcore stuff. Uh, surprisingly enough, this place is pretty serious about Putt-Putt. Uh, the only thing that I would say, you always got to start with the negative, is the price is pretty steep for what you're getting. There's not unlimited play options. There's not a return. Basically, it's 10 bucks to play, and like that to me was kind of steep if you keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so folks, if you're listening and you own that place, think about doing unlimited play for 10 bucks. Cause you know, that'd be nice to stick around there. Uh, we need to check out their website. Do you think maybe they have some, um, uh, specials going on like half price Thursday or something? 
Uh, that's a good question. I didn't really see any information there. I picked up a little pamphlet for it, uh, but the website itself wasn't really helpful. But you know, yeah. I'm thinking we should. I mean, it was a lot of fun though. Like the putt putt itself was a lot of fun. It's one of the first putt putt courses I've ever been to where you're allowed to hit it in the water, and that's <laughs> intentional. So that was pretty interesting. One hole, like you literally, that's the trick to it. Because they do this Fox Bridge, and you're like, I'm like, man, what happens? Is like that bridge is tiny. How the heck are you supposed to be able to fine shoot that? And you're gonna go in this water, like you're gonna lose your ball, and then there's like a grate. And I didn't, I didn't really understand it, but it was pretty cool. That was really neat. Uh, and some of the holes are pretty, are pretty neat. And then uh, some of the holes are definitely lazy taco holes. <laughs> and maybe it's a work in progress. What we should do is, I think Dick, we should make a like a day and an evening out of it, to where we go old school. We spend a couple of hours putt putting. And then head over to that showboat uh, drive-in movie I was talking about, which is like old school drive-in. And we'd have to take the wife's Prius so we can pop the hatchback. And, and because we went there in my Toyota As long Corolla. as there's beer. As long as there's beer, right? But uh, no, it was, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to taking you there because I'm going to take you down. Yeah. I it, did win yesterday. It I, is I, on like I, Donkey I crushed Kong. them. Uh -huh. and, but surprisingly enough, zero hole-in-ones. No aces. So, yeah, well, Holly's the only one that, like, on several holes, she just whacked it, and it bounced off a bunch of stuff, and then she, like, came close several times. But somehow she she would melt down on a couple holes where it would be she'd take her eight-stroke penalty, eight strokes. <laughs> and then— uh, It's like that scene in Tin Cup where he just keeps on trying for the hole-in-one. Well, what's funny is we're sitting there, and, and she was just whacking it, right? And we get to this one hole who it literally starts with a ramp. And I was like, oh, great. Holly now has an excuse just to shoot this ball across. Like, I'm talking a good steep ramp. Okay. And But the whole idea is you're supposed to hit it as soft as possible so it doesn't go too far. When I'm like, she doesn't, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know what putt-putt means. <laughs> and uh, she shot it away, and luckily there was no one else around. <laughs> so, but uh, overall, it was, it's, it's pretty nice, folks. If you're looking for a, a good date thing and take your time, and it was a beautiful day yesterday. So it was some gorgeous weather. Yeah. It's heating up just in time for the weekend's, you know, Catfish Festival and Renaissance Fair. But, you know, or enjoy it today while we can. Pretty much. But it's, it's usually open all the time. They have birthday parties and all that kind of stuff. So give, give a shout out to Longview Greens and Miniature Golf. So. Longview, I am coming, and I'm coming to take Dick down. Maybe we can do well, some live a, remote there's or There's another place, and I didn't know about this. So if somebody has been there, let me know. It's called Shanks Black Light Miniature Course. I, okay, I saw a blacklight course at the uh, at the Marquee, which is off like I ten, just right around the six ten loop. Uh, it was, this is right here at College Park Drive, two forty two. Really? Oh, yeah. awesome! Um, so that's there. That's pretty funny. Um, and then there's a couple other places that I just didn't know. I'm a I'm a fan. Um, the uh, Incredible Pizza in Conroe. They have a lot of indoor stuff beyond just the pizza. They have a laser tag. Which what do they have about? And they have putt putt. So we go there, and then we have the main event. Main event has um, it. Yeah, main event tries very hard to be Dave and Buster's. What's wrong with trying hard to be oh, like Dave and Buster's? Actually, that probably came out sounding kind of judgmental. Yeah, I was like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like it's it's like the middle of like incredible pizza and Dave and Buster's. A main event's like for everybody. Dave and Buster's tends to be more family. I mean, more adult oriented. Uh, Incredible pizza. Very rarely do you see just adults by themselves. And if you do, you send, true. Off, you send the security guards yeah. out to check out, check up on them. Uh, but main well, event I'm thinking right through the middle. What we could do is we could do like an overall championship. 
Like a tour. Yes. So we have a tour of, of Montgomery County putt-putt. Ooh. And have an overall wager on it. Uh-huh. Nothing illegal. Because of course wa- not. wagers aren't illegal, right? I mean, we can do that with just golf. We can gentlemen's right? bets. Apparently, organized workplace uh, betting environments are are taboo or illegal, like those little squares that we all do. <laughs> Except for me, because I am law-abiding citizen Skippy. But no, I think that's a good thing. I think so. What we got? We got one, two, three. We got three places that are local, and this are four. We have main event. We have Incredible Pizza, and we have Long View, and then we have this dark, uh, black light putt-putt. So we have four tours. It's on. It is so on like Donkey We need a fifth, though, in case we need, like, a best of five. No, we don't. Oh, I'm you, gonna, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna, to gonna crater that? You have, have your own, own putter. putter Yeah, I'm... Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're getting into, but you are getting something with me. Okay, well, the, the tiebreaker will be well, air hockey. Even, even Jake even said we're, we're sitting there, and if, if he comes in, he's working real late last night, uh, this morning, I guess. Jake, come in. We miss you, man. But he uh, he's sitting there tallying up. I think it was like the 16th hole, 17th hole, and he's tallying it all up. He's like, man, you're actually really beating me, like, badly. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I think it was like an eight-stroke win. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's what we should uh, – we'll, we'll do uh, the stroke by uh, Billy uh, – Squire for bumper music sometime. Okay. 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 Yeah, we'll do that. But outside that, yeah, I uh, I watched a horrible movie. What did you yesterday. watch? I watched Catwoman for our Ticket oh, Stub podcast today. The Halle Berry? The Halle Berry version, <laughs> Catwoman, 2004. And uh, it was absolutely awful. And I loved every minute of it because it's just, it's amazing to me that people spent that kind of, it was over a $100 million movie to make it. Why? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. And I would love to talk to the, so anyone that was involved in that movie because it, a lot of stuff did not make sense. Probably my favorite thing that made that made too much sense uh-huh. is they made her like a cat. So she was like addicted she, to catnip. Oh. She slept in really awkward high places. Was she capable of cleaning herself? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I did not see any of that. I was I really surprised. I'm surprised they did not show that. But yeah. I would have watched the movie at that point. I mean, no, I'm not kidding you. So there's catnip. She literally hissed at a dog. Like, <laughs> hissed at a dog. Uh, she ate tuna, like, out of the can. There's cans everywhere. What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, like, like, I don't know. Okay, I guess that's wrong for me to say. But it was like, just there's a lot of cans. And then there's a scene where she's in a club trying to like, ha- like look for a suspect or whatever. And she orders milk without the Kahlua. And I was just <laughs> like, wow, what are they really going for it? Is it was, was there subtext there? Were they trying to say she was a cat she was in a, human form? Yeah, she was literally a cat. Did you have to like dig deep to find that subtext? I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. You know, one thing I loved about it though, was the fact that they just disregarded Batman. Like I think they could probably because of the licensing because it wasn't even Selena Kyle right it was like no they they try to do this whole backstory to like what Catwoman what Selena Kyle was in this movie but in a picture frame like a picture it was it was Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman really yeah so it was a little I mean if you weren't watching the movie because most people aren't watching that movie I was watching (laughs) it because we do the I do the review for uh, the ticket stuff today at noon and what was interesting about it was the backstory is cats. Have been around for you know since the Egypt times. There's always been a cat woman, and the cats, the certain type of cat, gives you the power to be the cat woman, but you have to earn it or something, you know, whatever it was. 
And uh, I'm not kidding. There's literally a scene where a cat is above her and breathing into her and like breathes the the cat woman into her. And I'm okay. so, yeah, it was wild. It was completely, I was, I go, why didn't they just do Selena Kyle? Like, why not? Probably a little and, expensive for their budget. Did you ever see Red Dwarf, British TV series comedy? Yeah. With the cat? The, uh, no, the I think cat. they had the license. Then why didn't they? I, I, I they don't. Had, they could have been the only Batman thing as a, I can think of is they wanted to be completely independent of it. Well, you succeeded in that, my friend. And I mean, they. I mean, they. They had the license to Bob Crane's character. I mean, they had it, mm-hmm. Bob Kane. Mm-hmm. So they had the characters. And they literally. I mean, like I'm not kidding you. There was a scene where the she's trying to figure out who she was and. Literally, a cat woman has to explain to her, like, what you crazy cat lady, what you think of. You go to her house, <laughs> and there's cats everywhere. And uh, oh, she's like, there's dear. been cat women everywhere. And she throws these photos, and it's just like, they try to superimpose cat woman into, like, Oh, the, like Julie Newmar and well, like, Etiquette? Well, no, like, I'm talking in, the, like, the Spanish Inquisition, kind of, like, oh, God. stencil coloring. And they had cat woman in there, and then they had Egyptian cat woman, and then, like, so it's just kind of it was a little weird. Now on any any given day, I view cats as pretty much zombie bait. In the zombie apocalypse, I will grab cats and a catapult. Yeah, you just throw them. I, I, know, throw I know them. how you feel about it. I, I know how you feel about it. I feel very strongly about it. But this. I really encourage you to check out the movie because Sharon Stone's in it and the Merovingian from the Ma- the Matrix is in it. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know what her super strength was, Sharon Stone? She just uses this type of makeup that kills people, but if you keep using it, it makes your face like marble. That's literally her power she just keeps using makeup and her face is like stone it's i mean i'm telling you the movie is great the movie is great you'll learn more and hear more about it at the ticket stub later today with connor and i so uh watch that and now you know let me watch before we go to break i watched the highlander yesterday i was about to ask how the catwoman compared to highlander 2 tell me after the break so that's what i well i kind of had the i had to see another movie that was kind of bad but kind of good uh-huh. it was great but we'll be back you'll listen to morning's lone star special thanks to our sponsors folks conroe coffee and of course clean sweep office cleaning here on morning's lone star we'll be right back all the good lines Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. 
Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. We're back. Morning with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy in the Nitty Gritty Talk Blog. We are getting so nitty and gritty that we are talking about Catwoman. So there, how there's our intro music. I got it working. There it is. There it is. We have to start over. Ready? And you're back. Mornings there of Lone Star. Dick and Skippy. <laughs> Just uh, to ignore the previous 24 seconds. So, Dick. Level with me, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Catwoman, Highlander 2. What would win in a SmackDown? That's a good... Well, I mean, Highlander 2 would win because it's just... It's part of Highlander. Like, Catwoman... So that's one thing they went wrong with Catwoman. They didn't tie it at all to Batman. Okay. Like, at all. There was zero hit that Batman was existing in this world besides that one picture of Selena Kyle from Batman Returns. Like, literally just... It was Michelle Pfeiffer's profile with just the leather mask on. Just in a picture. Okay. So, and I was like, okay, so they acknowledged it. They acknowledged that world exists, and they didn't do anything with it. They could have. I if think, they called it The Catwoman instead of Catwoman, maybe more no, people would have seen it. Yeah, it's called Catwoman. But, I mean, if they had called it The Catwoman, oh, yeah. like like The well, Wolverine. I, we were talking about, I was trying to figure out what came out from, like, why did this movie come out? I'm trying to figure out, like, was there a superhero movie that came out before it, and so they're like, oh, hey, we got to capitalize on this audience you know how fantastic four seems to be like the whipping child of this uh someone will buy a producer will buy the rights and they have so many years before they have to do a movie or they lose the rights and so they throw something together and that's happened like two or three times with the fantastic four in fact roger corman did a version that's so bad it's never seen the light of day officially but i'm sure on youtube you can find it and i mean it's really bad uh when Mr. Fantastic would stretch out his arm. You know those those uh, boxing gloves on the end of the 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 accordion thing. Yeah, that's that was the effect they used. It was it was truly truly bad. Um, but don't, now don't forget in Highlander too. It lost me like on forty two different levels. But I always loved that he's got on his desk a portrait, a photo portrait of his first wife who had died 400 years previously. And I'm wondering how they got a photo of her. It was the publicity shot of the actress who played, you know, was it the head or, you know, the, the, the blonde who dies of old age? Oh, yeah. Hold on, say this again? Okay, so in the original Highlander, you yeah. got uh, the actress's beady something, re- really pretty woman, yeah. Scottish, and she dies of old age. Which is great, by the way. Oh, that was, that that was, was my favorite part of the movie. That, that was... Her dying or just the love story behind it? Well, they actually committed to something. That movie was all over the place. Mm-hmm. They were trying to be an 80s movie uh-huh. with the Queen soundtrack. Like That's one of the things I loved about that movie was out of nowhere, Queen would start singing. And I'm like, wait a second, what? Like, what's happening here? And then, of course, when they go back in time, when the Scotland, you know, 1700s, or what was it, like 1400s? It was 15-something. Yeah, so, like, I like those moments. And then when they came to the future, like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't like those parts. Okay, So explain what you're talking about. So in about. Highlander 2, which was just bad 16 different ways from Sunday, they made them aliens instead of immortals and from this different planet. And, but um, it's a near future, and McLeod is walking Virginia Madsen around his, his little inner sanctum. And on his desk 
is a portrait of his first wife who died in 15 something AD. But what they did, they just grabbed the publicity headshot of the actress and put it in a picture frame. So they have a photo of a woman who died hundreds of years before the camera was invented. And that's how, just how bad it was. And that's actually not the least of the problems with Highlander 2. So even the director's cut, when they, when they said, oh, we have a renegade version where we fixed it and it, it yeah, it wasn't fixed. I agree. So I'm going to have to watch The Catwoman now. Just oh, You really got to check it out. It, it, it just kept surprising me. As if I wasn't sick enough last night, let's finish the job and I'm going to go grab me. I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime or something, isn't it? It's on Netflix. Netflix. I've got so, Netflix. There we go. Well, what's funny is like, especially when you're trying to write a standalone movie and there's like, or what do they call it? What's the term where it's like a new movie and it's just, it basically goes over the lore uh-huh. or the beginning or whatever. It's, yeah. It does the backstory to the person. Right. Like how position. she became Catwoman, right. basically. It was really funny because there, there was two things that I noticed in the movie that did, they did horribly on. Was one, the reason why she got murdered and the cat, like, breathed Catwoman into her because she was returning, she had to deliver her designs because she was a designer for the website, also magazine, for this beauty makeup play, like this manufacturer. So for some reason, she has a 12 midnight deadline and she has to deliver these plans or like the, the sketches. So the only place she knows where to deliver them is the actual plant where they make the makeup. Like not an office. I'm talking like a facility with smoke coming out of it. And, of course, she's walking in. It's, like, almost midnight. She's trying to rush. Like, no one's there. She's like, hello, hello, and, like, walking around. And, of course, she stumbles onto the secret meeting among, like, the scientists talking about how this stuff kills you. And I'm sitting there going, like, why would she even go there? Like, what? what's going on right now? And especially, like, she found out because that's where the boss was. Well, clearly no one would say, hey, the boss is at the secret meeting at this plant. Go over there and give the plans to him. You think the secretary or whoever works there is like, I'll take the plans and note that you turned them in before midnight. And the second thing that I hate what most movies do is when it comes to robbing jewelry stores, there's always jewelry in the cases at night. And that never happens. Mm -hmm. Jewelry stores always put that stuff in the safe before they close up. Always, without fail. Like there's zero jewelry out when it's, you go into a jewelry store. It's the willing suspension of disbelief and how much are we willing? Dick, actually, you're you're getting a following going. We have uh, listeners actually sounding off on social media that, uh, yeah, in fact, one in particular, Cisco, who may or may not be the guy rebuilding my house right now, says Catwoman is a classic. Well, I mean, granted so it is. I'm getting outnumbered here. Well, granted it is. I would encourage anyone to check it out if they want to see a horribly made movie. Because like, I'm not kidding you. It really seemed to me like whoever made it has never read a comic book about Catwoman, never even seen the movies about Catwoman. And then he goes or she goes, hey, can you just write a quick bullets of like what Catwoman is real quick so we can try to put it in the movie? And it's like, OK, yeah, there's a whip. She wears leather. And uh, let's see. She likes jewelry. That's it. That's all we got. That sounds like every show that comes on Cinemax after midnight every night. Yeah, exactly. So, so how does it compare to Supergirl, the the the, the, the old movie with Helen? Um, what's her name? Helen Shaver. I never seen that movie. You never? Oh, I actually walked out of it. It was so bad because they they jacked around with the, uh, the 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 lore as well. So I will watch Catwoman if you watch the original Supergirl. 
with okay. Helen Shaver. What, how, what year was that made? Uh, it was in the time of the Christopher Reeve era, so probably early 80s, probably after Superman. 84. 84. Yeah, I'm looking at it, yeah. Faye Dunaway was in it. She's, she's She played the baddie. Interesting. Yeah. So like, I, that, That's one thing I don't get is you have these this ability, this opportunity to make a movie with stuff already created. Mm-hmm. Why decide to change things? Exactly. And because uh, this was the Helen Shaver uh, Supergirl was part of the Christopher Reeve Superman universe. Uh, the, you know, uh, same everything. And a little in-joke, if you watch the Supergirl TV series, and if you don't, you should because it's surprisingly good. Helen Shaver plays Supergirl's mom, Earth mom. And Dean Kane, who plays Superman for a while, he plays her Earth father. Well, I mean, I see that they, there's certain ways to make it work. Like, and, and it's funny, it was after watching The Highlander, I was thinking to myself, why not just remake The Highlander? Because it actually has a good premise. And it can actually be, because I'm saying certain parts of that movie were legit. Like when uh, when they went back to the 1500s, like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I would want They wanted- tried that when they merged it with the TV series. Because when the TV series came out, they had to kind of mess around with the whole lore of it. And so they actually... Uh, Put the two McClouds together, uh, Christopher Lambert and Adrian Paul, who was the Duncan McLeod, the, the, the cousin. And so they had to forget the whole Connor wins the prize because uh, they had to keep it going for years after that. And actually, spoilers, uh, Duncan McLeod kills Connor McLeod to get his, you know, the quickening thing, uh, get his experience. Yeah. So he can take on the big bad. Well, man, because I think there was a lot of good dynamics to the idea that, that their own can be one. And especially with this network of existing immortals who are friends. Because mm-hmm. you, you see it a couple times in this movie where he meets, he's like, hey, wait a second, let's talk about this. And the other guy just keeps trying to kill him. And, of course, McLeod, you know, chops off his head. And then, uh, you know, it didn't make sense to me. I don't know how, when you saw this movie, do you remember the scene, the whole reason the detective woman is after McLeod is because she found shavings of the sword? Right, that shouldn't exist. But how did it exist in the time of Sean Connery? I didn't really get that. The implication, because I read the actual original script. But you understand what I'm talking about? Oh, like, no, no, I know exactly what, what you mean. It's um, Because uh, Sean Connery said this sword was made by a Japanese swordsmith or uh, a king or whatever they called him because he fell in love with his daughter. Right. So clearly they had the ability to make a sword then. Right. Uh, the implication, and they, they cut out a lot of scenes from the from the original script, uh, is that uh, Ramirez was Egyptian, like, two or 3,000 years old. Yeah. And had brought that advanced civilization technology for that to not, Japan, to Japan in his travels. So for, for metal folding. Right. So I didn't get that. It, it, it was cut out. Um, the, the, the big thing that they cut out from the script into the movie, which I was kind of bummed about, you know, when he wins the, the prize, yeah, it's uh, he says, oh, I can I can oh, that, see that, everything. That, that I, ending was I can help people cheap. just uh, talk to each other in the original script. He literally becomes one with nature. He can control weather patterns. Uh, you remember the scene where he's like, feel the feel the, the yeah. deer running. That that was the implication that he literally becomes one with nature. He can communicate with anything living and basically become a god. And, and he can predict storms that are happening. I mean, I I just want to know more. I, I'm saying that movie, that movie, could have a remake for it and be a really good movie. A total reboot. I I would actually see that one through a lot like Battlestar Galactica, a reboot so different, you know, holding true, but not Catwoman reboot. I can't do it, my friend. I'm sorry, I can't but do it. But something better. 
We'll be back. Yeah. Morning's Lone Star. Thanks for sticking around. We got another 30 minutes left in the show. I'll talk to you later. And Skippy, I will. Be right back. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. We are back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. He's Dick. We can neither confirm nor deny that we once auditioned for Menudo and didn't make the cut. Eh. We're not bitter about that at all. Does anybody even know what Menudo is nowadays or no. Beyond the Stew? It was a boy band. But, uh, yeah. Moving on from from Menudo. Apparently it's also like a stew or something. So it was a boy band named after a stew. I got, I got to find out about this. My uh, my Menudo knowledge is, is not that good. So if anyone knows about the ingredients of Menudo, let us know. Call in. I'm trying to find uh, the soundtrack to to the Queen. I'm like, you they can- never did a soundtrack for Highlander. Uh, they have an album called A Kind of Magic that has most of the songs on it. So that so it would have said soundtrack by Queen. Well, yeah, in the in the credits, so I was like, what? Yeah, there is not an official movie soundtrack, and and in fact, there are no recordings of the the version of New York, New York they do at the end. It's one of the great mysteries. Uh, someone somewhere should have had a recording of Freddie Mercury singing. New York, New York. But yeah, I've got the album, A Kind of Magic. And it's got Who Wants to Live Forever. It's got most of the songs, but it's not like a soundtrack like uh, the Flash Gordon soundtrack. I mean, it's just beautiful music. It's just beautiful music. Oh, it absolutely is. You want to jack your movie up to the next level, get Queen in to do the music. There uh, we go. Well, see, that's what, gonna play this at my funeral, man. You know, see, that's what I loved about this opening scene where you see the beautiful hills of, is it Scotland? Scotland, yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden Queen just... <laughs> casually comes up and I'm like wait a second what's going on in this movie why is Queen doing it because Queen is timeless my friend you think so they are timeless 
Look at look at McLeod with that goofy face. You know, Lambert, he was like so blind that whenever he swung the sword around, people ducked. He 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 couldn't wear contact lenses. Why do you think he got a job? Is he was he? Oh, he was hot back then. He just come off of Tarzan, you know, Greystoke. And uh, he, yeah, he was hot property back then. Really? Yeah. He just looks like a goofy guy, like not a super. I don't like an action star. Well, that was the whole thing about um, McCloud. He was the anti-hero. He wasn't, you know, hard body. He just wanted to, to live life and stuff. Yeah, but this guy, I mean, I don't know. He just looks special. There you go. So, Dick, if you because you see all these movies about immortals that after like only a couple hundred years, like, oh, I'm so weary of life. I want to die. I, I don't track with that. I could happily be. I, I could live for a couple of thousand years. There are TV shows to watch, well, books to read. I mean, what's the deal with the ending of the movie where the, he gets to die now? I was like, man, come on, like that. Yeah, I don't want that. See, that's one thing. I was saying this reboot could be really good because you did. You got to see him have one life with mm-hmm. a woman, and she's like literally dying. It's like my handsome husband. Connor, do me a favor. Like a candle for me every year on my birthday. On my birthday. I will. No, there's a scene later in the movie where he's kneeling in a church in in like 1985 or Uh whatever. He lights a candle and then he's like, happy birthday, my sweet. And then then he says another person. And I was like, wait a second. Is he just going to list all of his wives here in a second? (laughs) So it's just like one after another. And then the Kurgan comes in. Happy Halloween, ladies. Yeah. uh, Celebrity voices impersonated by Dick and Skippy today. That really wasn't Clancy Brown. That was me. Well, he actually, see, he was good. Oh, Clancy Brown he was rocked good. it. He yeah. brought the bad guy. I'm telling you, this movie has so much potential to be a really kick-butt movie. And Well, it was a kick-butt movie, but I see what you're talking about. Yeah. A, 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 one of the few remakes or reboots or reimaginations that would actually match or even possibly supersede the original. Oh, yeah, easily. Well, well, I was there's... very happy about Battlestar Galactica. They, they took it to the next level. Well, people need to check out Highlander. It's on HBO Go if you want to stream it. It and is, then, but uh, avoid all subsequent... Oh, watch how many versions series. are there? Well, there was Highlander 2. Then there was the Highlander 2 Renegade There's cut. three. I know that. Yeah, then the, the third one with Mario Van Peebles mm-hmm. in it. And uh, then they had the TV series. And then they tried to wed the Endgame. Yeah, that's where they... That's uh, where he kills each other? Yeah, they had to wed the TV series to the movie The series. Final Dimension. Yeah, that was bad. Man, these are really cool. They actually made a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. See, that's why... why I, they even had a cartoon where it was like Bob McCloud in, you know, 2200 AD. And uh, it was along the veins of like Batman Beyond, you know, kind of anime style um, Highlander stuff. No, the, uh, look up the, like the whole Highlander thing. They They did all different kinds of... Well, that's what's novel. so neat about the lore is it could be, and that's what I was saying. They're were, they were trying to introduce all these other Highlanders who are buddies, and but there was the, the the screen time with it was so short. Like there's a one random scene where he's like, he meets his friend at a park in current day, in current day. Yeah, Castigar, and then and then, then they're like, Castigar's. hey, remember that time we you know you're really drunk and it was 400 years uh-huh. ago, and then he just kept getting stabbed. Yeah, and then I was like, what, what are you trying to tell me with this scene? Like I, there was no purpose to that scene at all. Besides, he just got drunk and was an idiot back then. There you go. There was a, uh, um, there've been a couple of TV like variations of this that they tried. One was called uh, Forever, with Ian Gruffold was in it. This was only on just a couple of years ago. Ian Gruffold. If you ever saw Titanic, the guy in the lifeboat at the very end. Hello, anybody there? That's Ian Gruffold. Um, he plays a guy who gets. Uh, he's a couple hundred years old. He gets a curse put on him that every time he gets killed. He wakes up again in the nearest body of water, naked, for some reason. That's just so. I guess they could 
get people to watch every week. And so he decides to become a medical examiner. But one thing I liked about that is that he had this history. He had to actually have like a family tree of all the women he'd been with and children he'd had, which was funny because like there's this uh, old black guy who's part of the show who um, plays like a father figure to him. And then you find out that it's actually his son that he uh, had an interracial marriage in the 1930s and gave birth to the son. So the son has grown up and become in real life, like 70, 80 years old and treats him like a, his own son. That was, that, that, that wasn't too bad. Well, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to checking out the rest of this world of Highlander. Would you be immortal if you had the option to, you know, someone said, you know, cause I, I get tired if of my life soundtrack would be queen. Yeah. I mean, if that I just if, nailed it, if that if that's the possibility of what's being my on, soundtrack being on the hills of Scotland and all of a sudden Queen just kind of, <laughs> yeah, I would do it. There you go. I'm just yeah, I'm just tired of the immortals in the movies complaining that oh, I'm 200 years old, I want to die. Are you kidding me? I've got Star Trek episodes to watch in order, and that would take up like at least 40 years right there. Books, you know, read War and Peace slowly this time. I'd be all about it. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's, um, that's that's my that's me getting that, that's my rant of the, of the day. It's a slow news day, so that's yeah. my rant. Well, when you you, did, you were sick and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, I, I, I gotta give a shout out to Conroe Coffee. Not only is their coffee awesome, but I just couldn't handle the coffee today. They have an amazing hot tea selection that is going down smooth. So if even if the coffee's not your bag, take Conroe Coffee because they got some tea that'll just knock your socks off. Well, we gotta take another break. Aww. I'm sorry, but uh, we can't. We, we gotta, change bumper music mid-flight. I, I, you know what? You're crazy, man. We can do whatever we want. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. 
back to Mornings with Lone Star. Dick and I discussing the goofiness of Christopher Lambert. MW Lone Star, Facebook, 936-647-3776. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Having a good time here. We are. We're, we're so, movie heavy today. I know. Well, it's just, it's on my mind. You know, I, I really was wrapped around Highlander, and then I watched Catwoman, and then I was just <laughs> like, man, movies just, it's just kind of strange to me that so much money is put into projects like this, and then no one, no one can sit there and be like, hey, this might not be a good idea. Especially with the Catwoman thing. That's what kind of bothered me about it. Someone somewhere had to have done it and said, guys. Like, why don't we just try to make it like what Catwoman was? Because that hasn't been made yet. There hasn't been a Catwoman movie about Selena Kyle. Mm -hmm. No, instead, we know what they did. They had a cat breathe into Halle Berry. And she became the powerful Catwoman. So Drew Barrymore in that, when she was a kid, and she was in that Stephen King movie about the cat trying to steal her soul. Oh, the graveyard thing. Oh, what was it what, you know the one I'm talking. Yeah, about. I know what you're talking creep about creep show or one of the creep shows or something yeah. like that. Well, so just well, that's, that's what kind of that's what kind of blew my mind about that one because you wonder where they get their their abilities, and she had no ability before the cat breathed into her. So that was really funny. So basically, it just changed her into a thief, and that's able to <laughs> escape. I would just wouldn't it be cool if that happened. I mean, it would be funny. Just, just picture the visual. Those who know me and, and and know what I look like. So let's say I suddenly got the power of, I don't know, uh, pick a super, the, the Flash. Okay, this body running at like really fast speeds would be inherently just very funny to watch. I just love how when you get superpowers, you automatically become like zero body fat. You know, uh, I want to let you know... Do you know who Rose McGowan is? Yes. She's the one that the Harvey she, Weinstein thing. Yeah, didn't she put a dirty word on Twitter or something? She got banned on Twitter. <sighs> oh, no. So. For 30 days, I think, though, right? Oh, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory. There you go. Um, what other stuff in news? I know you were talking about Donald Trump doing some executive yeah, orders. Yeah. Um, my personal jury is out on this because, uh, you know, as I pointed out, I hate kind of like double standards or duplicity. And anyone in an argument that says, yeah, but he did this. You know, I, I don't track with that. Uh, President Trump has whipped out the executive order pen to roll back a part of uh, the ACA, Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare. Uh, primarily, its primary purpose, as far as I, I'm, I'm kind of reading up right now, is to give people the ability to purchase insurance plans across state lines, which is a good thing. I... I'm uncomfortable with the president's use of pen and him, him basically parroting the previous president. I have a pen and a phone. Now, there are times for executive orders, especially when you have a, a, a Congress that's just stalemated. And it just staggers me that you can have a Republican White House, a Republican Senate, Republican Congress, and you still can't get anything passed. And it staggers me that the GOP had seven years plus to come up with any plan whatsoever. And catastrophically failed to do so. So this is a good thing on the surface from what I can gather, and people feel free to to challenge me on this, that this executive order is a good thing. I am uncomfortable that it took an executive order to do it, especially since everyone in, on the right was ranting against, oh, you're, you're circumventing the process. So there's that. And also, I think there may be elements of the left that just because it is Trump signing this order, who will fight it, even though, as far as I can tell, it is a good thing. So it'll be inter interesting to see 
I just, uh, I would like, a, I'd like a lot more bipartisanship to going on. I remember, Dick, you know, I'm old, as we've pointed out on many an occasion, uh, where the both sides of the aisle in Congress were treated like two attorneys in a courtroom. They could wail on each other, but they could go out for lunch afterwards or they could work together to, to come out of the deal. Somewhere along the lines became the, 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 the divide, the schism in the middle of the aisle just became so much that no one can seem to work with each other. And I'm hoping there'll be a new crop of, uh, actually, I think it, ironically it'd be the old crop, the old people who remember what, what it was like to reach across party lines and work on stuff. It may be up to them to try and lessen this chasm and, and get some stuff done because I'm tired of, I'm personally tired of stalemate. It, it, no one can seem to get anything done. It's my, our job is to keep the current president, whether it be Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, whomever. It seems to be the other party's purpose in life to prevent yeah. that agenda. And we're stifling well, as a it, result. It would be interesting to see what true division is. In a, in a government body, because, I mean, really, you have the Civil War as an example, especially in this in this country, but also shifts in other governments. Because to me, when someone says we're really divided, I'm like, I think it's people we're not, but I think our government is literally because of no matter what the other side does in their mind, there's another side. And then mm -hmm. it's whatever the other side does, we can't agree. And it's, it's kind of funny that uh, people do these executive orders these days. That's going to become the norm to change it and then basically when the next president comes in they change it if they don't like it i mean trump clearly changed a lot of obama's policies right when he got into office and they have a plan and uh but whoever's next is going to do the same thing right uh, it's and that's what i'm talking about the misuse of the executive order oh it needs to be there there are reasons for it there's a, a parliamentary procedure is there for a reason sometimes the president needs to whip out the pen to sign something an executive order, because people go, oh, Bush signed 312. Well, most of those were National Pancake Day. You know, that's an executive order right there, you know, making a national Well, day. that's what's so funny is, you know, with with issues that affect people directly, I think the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act really affected a lot of people in their day-to-day -day lives, either good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I know it affected me badly because it put more money out of my pocket at monthly, basically. And... Uh, and that's the only thing I, I still haven't wrapped around because, you know, we own a business and then I'm also an individual not married and things like that. So like the cost of living as an individual, you get punished mm -hmm. almost. And then, uh, cause that's one thing I was, I was, I'm really close to my girlfriend and I was, she's a nurse. So she has excellent healthcare. And I was like, so what's the healthcare? She has the keys to the drug well, that's what, no, and, I, and I was just like, what's the benefit? Like when, you know, if we get married, what's, what's going to change for me? And it's significant. And I was like, that's crazy to me that the marketplace is like that to where, you know, one month I go from paying 400 to $600 a month and then I go paying $200 and stuff like that. And what's funny is people are like, man, you pay that much? I'm like, well, it's the only real plan available for an individual at my age. Like if you mm -hmm. go to the marketplace, that's what you get. Well, that was the whole setup of it was for youngsters like you who didn't really need healthcare to be compelled to pay into it to offset the costs of older people like me who need healthcare. Yeah. You know, at my age, the stroke, the heart attack, you know, one of these three things is going to get me someday, uh, hopefully later than sooner, stroke, cancer, or heart attack, and or shot by a jealous husband is a distinct fourth possibility. But either way, I'd need healthcare. Uh, my, my stance on, on the ACA, and, and this is one of my platforms in my, you know, 
my presidential campaign where I tied for third was if you need tax relief from the government, then it's not affordable. You know, there's the misnomer in the name itself. The, the Health Care Act wasn't affordable in and of itself because to afford it, you'd have to get a tax break or, you know, the mandate. Um, so therefore, it's not affordable. It's like, oh, you can afford a Rolls Royce if you get back this much money from the government to bring the cost down. Well, then it's not it's still not affordable. Yeah, that's, see, that's what bothered me about it, because, you know, owning my own business and especially where my money I'm a little and I'm in a scenario that's different from somebody that would say works nine to five. And really, what what does this kind of thing, especially like I remember the first year I was like, I was thinking about quitting my job to mm -hmm. start this. And that was something I was going to lose. And I was like, oh, great. Now I got to figure this out. And it just it, it did. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It really didn't. Yeah, I'm feeling the burn myself. You know, I own my own business, too, now. And same thing. I went from the cushy nine to five. Sometimes I miss that. I miss yeah. having the, the the safety net. And yeah, that was a, a rude awakening on my entrepreneurship, my my gumption to to start my own business, I'm being kind of spanked for it financially, for daring to do that. So I got to pay more into healthcare for for myself and my family. Well, it's interesting to see what Donald Trump turns around with that. I mean, what's funny is the I, I like I do like the free market idea mm -hmm. in any any business. You heard Leon and, and I talked the other day about the British healthcare system that you if you don't pay for it, you get what you pay for. It people die under nationalized health. It's just in socialized medicine. It is not a good idea. And this is coming from two people who lived it. So when I have people, oh look at Norway, they have this live in Norway for a year and then tell me how how awesome it is. I lived in England in the 70s and 80s. Believe me, nationalized health is not the way to go. I believe that pre-existing conditions should be covered in anything. And any changes to Obamacare or the ACA, uh, that was a positive. But the big argument, everyone's going, why is healthcare insurance so expensive? And it's being put on the insurance companies. They're just having to keep up with the rising cost of Healthcare itself, the hospitals with their three thousand dollar boxes of Kleenexes. Well, you know, okay, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. Is over the weekend, we only have five more minutes left in the show. But oh, over, let's go. Who, over the weekend, next? over the weekend, we have McGovern County Lifestyle. Oh, uh, we can push well, you off for an hour. I was sitting there at the uh, barbecue festival and the Pulmonary Hypertension Association, benefiting them, and I was chatting with them about this disease, about how it affects every, like it affects mainly women and things like that. But they were talking about the history of the uh, organization raising money. And she said, basically, uh, one of the ladies who was affected, like her her husband died from it, they talked about treatment back before the 90s. There was, like, not even a real resource for treatment. You basically died. Mm -hmm. They could make it better for you, but that's about it. And then she says, and today, 2017, there's 15 different medications for it. And I'm thinking to myself, why on earth would you need 15 different medications because I understand, I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I understand mm -hmm. that people get affected by medication differently. So you need 15. But I was like, imagine the money gone into creating 15 different medications for this disease. And I was like, well, because it's like a race to make. Right. And then it's like, well, after we get this pill, we got to manage it and sell it. So how do we do that? And you've heard the the analogy. I think there was an actual pharmaceutical CEO that was being wailed on for the price of the pill going this pill should only cost $5. And it's like, yes, from the second pill on, they cost $5. But the first pill costs $45 million mm -hmm. because of the research into it and stuff. And, and they have to make it back. But 
it's maybe a little bit before your time. When I was young in the workplace, healthcare was, it's not a right. It, it, you know, it's not in the Bill of Rights. It's not in the Constitution. You, you're not constitutionally afforded healthcare. And when we got jobs, it was called major medical back then. And it would be three months, six months, a year before you ever got it. But you could afford going to the hospital emergency room on your own dime. And that's, that's what spiraled out of control. So, you know, those who may be a little young to realize this, we didn't have this healthcare issue. It wasn't guaranteed. So to force everybody to be on it, I am not a fan of that. I remember I'd have to wait a year working at a job just to get major medical. And just you hope you don't break your leg or have a heart attack in that first year. Well, I mean, I think the system's always changing, especially with uh, lawyers and our government making laws for it. And it's going to be – It's there's some really interesting stories coming from it about horror stories or better stories. There's certain mm-hmm. – I mean, uh, everyone can agree on some things. And that's one thing I want to see more in the government is agreeing on the things that really do make a difference. For example, one side the Affordable Care Act really did well was it pre-existing conditions. That should have been something on the table for these health care providers. That should have been an option for people to find health care. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you would just be not denied, 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 100 percent. And not having that option, and you're, I mean, that to me is a poor situation for a person, American, to be in. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I liked about it, because it did at least have a conversation with the insurances, be like, all right, so we got to provide something for these folks. Right. And then also with today, with uh, cross state lines, that will create a healthier competition. Competition and- is what every advancement in the universe is based in some kind of competition, space, so race. I imagine economy. that, and I, I, it's funny that there's always going to be someone talking negatively about it, but I'm like, well, it kind of helps everybody, doesn't it? Or we'll screw everybody. We don't <laughs> really know yet, but uh, it's not it's not favoring one type of person. Because mm-hmm. I remember me personally going through that when I was thinking about starting this business. I was like, maybe I could be one of those folks who do the subsidies, but how would I go about it? And I was thinking about applying for it, but I couldn't. Because how much money I made the year prior. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait a whole year basically to be under the, the tax bracket. Of the healthcare industry to the IRS was the worst idea. And, and I'm so, I, it was really weird. I was like, hey, you know, I'm, th- I'm, you know, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start this business. When can I sign up? Like, oh, well, your last tax return, that's what we base everything off of. <laughs> and I'm like, come on now. And uh, so that was really interesting conversation because right. you, you, you might have help, folks. We, you have to wait a year for your help. Uh, and yeah, so it's all about timing. Do some research, read online, and you'll you'll figure out how to screw the government. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Skippy, I'm glad you're doing well today. Thank we'll you, be back you. tomorrow morning, folks. Thanks for joining uh, us for this talk block. We do have Montgomery County Lifestyle coming up next, and of course, a full lineup of all our talk shows are online at irlonestar.com slash show calendar. Get your tickets for the, the Conroe Cajun, Cajun Catfish, Cajun Fest. Catfish Festival. We're going to play all music tomorrow morning from those people. i got it all lined out. I'm working on it. Uh, so tomorrow morning at around 8, we're going to be back playing music till 10. And of course, this is the Top Block Nitty Gritty with Mornings with Lone Star. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Coming up next, Montgomery County Lifestyle. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, 
Contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.